to literally fucking anything. I'm Joni Edelman. And I'm Kelsey Scrindy. And we're the mother-daughter duo that can talk about literally fucking anything. Okay, so um, this is just a trigger warning for the listeners that we're going to be talking about drugs and alcoholism in this episode in some amount of detail. So if that's one that you're sensitive to, um, maybe skip this one. Skip, skippy, skip. This one, and uh, we're, we're also doing a drunk driving. Drunk driving will be in there. I know that triggers some people too, so that's hurtful. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Shoo. Hello, Kelsey. What up, Jones? How's it going? Man, nobody's called me Jones in a long time. That's crazy. I like to call you Jones. I call you Jones when I talk about you to other people a lot, though. Yeah. I like that nickname. Yeah, I call you Jones when I talk about you to, like, Alvaro a lot. He's like, why don't you just call her mom? (laughs) Mom is for the weak. You're like, Jones is so much better. So, cool. How are you? What's up? What's going on? What's happening? I am... Great. I, not nothing's going on uh, currently with my life. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Stanley died. Are you pretty bummed? Stanley did die. I am bummed. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he was the, I, I, I assume most of our listeners know who Stanley is because he's very popular and famous. Um, but if you don't, he was one of the original creators of some of, not all of, Mar- the Marvel superheroes and the Marvel like comics. So he did the Avengers. He did Spider Man. He did X Men. He did there like the ones he did do were like the big ones. Uh, and I am bummed. Spider Man is my favorite uh, superhero, and so it's it's just sad, you know. It's just sad that 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 happened uh but on the plus side like he did live like this great and amazing life and he did give us something that will live forever how old is he so he was 95 he was old that's awesome he was old yeah he is 95 he lived a full ass life i mean he was born in 1922 that's crazy like he lived a full ass life did amazing amazing shit okay first of all though and really, like, he... What? Can, can you just wrap your mind around the idea of being born in 1922 for a minute? No, I can't. I can't, I can't even wrap around my mind around the idea of living till I'm 95, me, myself, so... That is so old. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people are having a really hard time, though, with his death. Um, mostly just because he really gave like people who felt kind of like weird and outside like this big platform to feel not like included in, in everybody else, but just to have yeah. their own space to like have their own space to be who they are and to love what they love and to just do what they want to do. And me specifically, uh, I mean, and people might call say bullshit on this, but being a lady and 
being into like comic books and superheroes and all this shit isn't really um that's not mainstream it's not mainstream it's not i mean now it's getting more mainstream but it wasn't always and i've always been into superheroes and that's probably has something to do with growing up with just sean and owen and only being around boys that's what i was gonna say maybe had brothers who were into superheroes yeah, I, I've always been into superheroes. So having somebody that died that really created a space for me to like feel like a part of like a community is hard. It's hard. But I also don't really like like I don't really connect with him because I am a lady and I I am, you know, like not that he didn't do amazing shit and make create amazing things, but it's a lot different for women to be a part of this community than it is for men. It's a lot different. So, but I could go on and on for years and years and years talking about superheroes and that community. The good and the bad things. By the time this airs, it will he'll have been dead by a couple of weeks already. Yeah, he'll have been dead for a while. But he did just die yesterday. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, so it's on it's on it's on our minds right now. This is the weird thing about podcasting unless you're going to uh, record and then post something like the very next day, which we could do if there was something timely happening. But like right. w- when we talked about the fires, the camp and uh, Woolsey fire, the fact is those people are going to be dealing with with the fallout of that for years. So, yeah. you know, it's never going to not be timely. So, right. in terms right. of helping them anyway. Exactly. Um, but by the time this does air, Mercury will be in retrograde. Oh, and fuck me. You should know that I got a, I got a special Mercury retrograde uh, bath bomb. <gasps> That's someone, amazing. Someone sent it to me. Oh, it's yes. a gift. Uh, it, it was a gift. Uh, it has CBD in it. <gasps> that sounds heavenly. Matt goes, Matt goes, are you going to eat it? Or what? <laughs> and I was like, TBH, I'm not sure. Are what, you gonna eat? What happened? <laughs> Just lick it. Uh. It's got 250 milligrams of organically grown CBD in it. Palo Santo, frankincense, myrrh, patchouli. Hello, hello. Available for a limited time. Skin softening and aromatic. That's that sounds beautiful. Soothing sore muscles, joints, and cramps. That sounds beautiful. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. It's a $26 bath bomb. I'm gonna get holy it. shit. <laughs> I'm gonna use it, and then I'm gonna make the kids take a bath in it for like an hour. <laughs> just, just be like, just lay down all the way submerged, please. Yeah, I'm not about to try to uh, just use it once. We're gonna get, we're gonna get our bang for the bang for. Get a cu- get a couple of baths out of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think that's a great idea. Yeah, so Mercury's retrograde from the 17th to the 6th. That's a pretty short one. That's a short one. Yeah, that's not crazy. That's not that's not intense. We've had worse. The thing I like the most about Mercury uh, being in retrograde is that I can blame all of the fuck-ups on it. Like, everything I do that's terrible, I can be like, oh, Mercury's mm-hmm. in retrograde. Mm-hmm. That damn Mercury. Then it goes out, and I'm like, what's my excuse now? That you're a fuck-up. I know. <laughs> I know. That's all you got. Don't cry. It's okay. But, yes. Yeah, so, Stanley died. Bummer. Campfires are still happening. Yes, as of this recording. What else we got? Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Thanksgiving is next week. We have our episode all queued up for Thanksgiving. It's done. It's ready to go. Yep. Which it won't matter that we're saying that on this podcast because no. this podcast will be out after that. No, but, but I am interested. I, I, by, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll, we will have information, uh, and we'll know how the public received that episode. Mm-hmm. I'm excited just to considering our podcast just went live on iTunes or on I- Apple Podcasts. I'm excited because this is definitely going to reach more people. To if we get any feedback negative or positive i just want to know what people think we have one listener we know for sure so maybe she'll get upset (laughs) we have at least no we have at least two because two people have left us reviews what were the two reviews well aaron aaron isn't showing up yet but then the other one was that they loved us oh i i reviewed our own podcast did you i gave us five stars amazing did you give us your written review too, though? No, I should, but I did the five stars, and then I was like, okay, I just gotta like bump this for a second. You can do the five stars, but then if you try to go and actually like review it with like words, then they're gonna be like, "Fuck, this is the bitch who talks on this podcast. What is she doing?" I just really love it. <laughs> Trying to review her own podcast. That's something I would do, though. Totally. That's like, oh my god, that's like when, because I've got all of our Instagram and Twitters and everything all logged in, in addition to my own. So when I'm like on our Instagram, and I'm scrolling, and I see my post from my other, one of my other two Instagrams, I'll go and I'll like my own post. Oh, I do that. And I bump it. If you want to really bump it, what you got to do is you got to like it and then you got to, you got to save it. Yeah, I save Oh, it. I save it to the collection. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Anytime I see my post. Anytime I see one of your posts, doesn't matter what, what Instagram I'm on. Look, if there's any way, I mean, let's be real. Fuck fucking Instagram and their algorithm. Fuck this stupid ass algorithm. Because you know what? You know, though? When I was in high school and Instagram was like, really just kind of starting out and becoming a big thing. I had it pinpoint to knowing exactly at what time when I posted something, when it would like, when I would get the most reactions from it. So I knew if I post something at exactly this time, this is when I'm going to reach the most people. No, totally. Because this is when the most people are looking at my shit. And I had that like on lockdown. I knew it for every day of the week because every day was different. I just, I knew it. And then they fucking switched it up on us. They sure did. And now my shit gets like two likes on a good day. That's the thing. And they switched it. There was no good reason except for their own money. Exactly. Because they switched it so that people who are sponsored get first billing. And then, you know, they they claim it's supposed to be tailored to your own specific browsing needs. But it's a, it's a you lot. You know what? It's already tailored to my own specific browsing needs because I follow all those people already. Oh, that is a really good point. I chose all those people <laughs> to follow. I knew who I was clicking on when I clicked to follow those people. I was already prepared for what I was going to receive. I want to see all of it. I don't want to see the stuff they think I want to see. Yeah, that's a that's a God damn. God damn, god damn. So our last podcast episode that we recorded was kind of a flop. I mean, it wasn't a flop. It just was. We just went on a rampage of different things. Yeah. And we ended up just rounding it out as a political episode. So on this one, I think we're going to be a little more tuned in. And we're going to talk about – what are we going to talk about, Jones? We are going to talk about um, family secrets. 
family secrets, having them, keeping them. Yes. What like it means to have family secrets, why you shouldn't have family secrets. We're just going to open it all up because our family are the kings and queens of secrets. Yeah, totally. We really are. We're the kings and queens of keeping secrets from each other, which is the dumbest shit. Yeah. And I think that the interesting thing about family secrets is that you aren't – it doesn't really benefit anyone, you know? No, it actually benefits zero people. That's the thing. It's like – It benefits literally zero people to keep secrets about anything from each other. I think I said this before, but I'm going to say it again, that Elizabeth Gilbert's girlfriend who died – a while ago she had a saying she used to say that the truth has legs right and i love that because it's fucking true because the reality is is that at some point it's gonna come out yeah in one way or another it's either gonna come out willingly or unwillingly it's gonna be ugly or it's gonna be on your terms so why not just just do it just do it, Nike status. Just do it. So I wonder if there are any secrets that you don't know about our family. There there probably are. The fir- Here's the first one. Go. Here's the first one. And I learned this when I was 16. And I learned this from a person who was in our family, but like tangential, not like a blood relative, that grandma – got pregnant with my mom when she was 15. Right. I knew this one, I think. That's really young. Uh, So that, so she was like, I guess, 16 when she was born. So there was that one. But it's weird how, did she just think no one could do math or? Um, Yes. Did they even have clocks when grandma was 15? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think time was invented yet. So, so that's the thing. And then I don't know if this is true, but mom, mom my mom used to tell me this, right. that gra- that grandma added a year onto her and grandpa's anniversary because she was actually pregnant with Mark when they got married. I believe that. But – and then so, of course, he was born on my mom's 13th birthday, which would be 1966. That would be her 13th birthday? Yeah, but she was telling everyone they got married in 1964 instead of 65 because he was born in February. So they got married in June, the summer. So like I did the math once and I figured based on when they got married, she would have been like like seven weeks pregnant or eight weeks pregnant, which makes sense. But why lie about it at that point? Like that's not very far yeah, so there's that one. And my mom, when she told me this, was like, um, does she think I don't remember my own fucking 13th birthday? <laughs> like, does she think I wouldn't remember that my brother was born on my 13th birthday? And I was like, that's valid. Yes. That's a good point. Yes. That's a good point. The thing about secrets in families is that most of the time when people are keeping secrets, I think that they think they're protecting someone. They're not. No. You're not. No. You're doing nobody favors by keeping secrets. And here's a prime example. Are you ready? Yes. It's grandma's sister, Marie. Oh, yeah. 
is a prime example from hiding that from people yes. did nobody any favors. Like I was talking to Amy, who is your cousin and my cousin. Right. She's at, yeah. So she's your age, but she's my aunt's child. So she's like my first cousin, your second cousin, which is weird, but <clears throat> that either way. Yeah. Anyway. Cousin. I was talking to her, I was like a couple years ago, but she was like, nobody prepared me for the fact that I might be sick, like mentally ill. Nobody yeah. told me. Because we didn't talk about it and nobody talked about Marie and Marie fucking killed herself. Yeah. And nobody talked about that. And when Amy like found out, she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Not Why only, would nobody tell me that? And not only did she kill herself, but she engaged in a lot of really manic behavior prior to it. Very sexual, yes. deviance. Yes. Uh, and all I had to find that stuff out from my dad, who's not related to her. But he no. you know, told me later, years later, when my mom started to really act weird, that, that she acted a lot like Marie. He says, you know, she's just like Marie. And I said, well, now what the, you know, but yeah, nobody. What the fuck does that mean? Exactly. Because nobody talked about it. And I get that it's like sad, but it being sad isn't more important than it, than like the people that it's affecting. Well, yeah. Because all of the women on your side of the family are basically crazy. Right. Basically all of them. And if they had the knowledge of – I'm not saying that they would have, like, changed her or done better or whatever, but if they had, like, the knowledge of Marie and of, like, even, like, your mom and, like, other aunts, like – and of grandma. Yeah. Grandma, too. If, if like, we talked about it more and didn't try to, like, pretend like everything was perfect. Yeah. I'm not saying it would be a whole lot different, but we would be – we would at least be somewhat prepared. Yeah, no, for I the have, fucking like, crazy. <clears throat> I'm crying now <clears throat> because here's the thing. It's okay. Here's the thing, though. This is uh, when I sat down to start mapping out my book proposal, and I was trying to decide how I was going to frame it, what period it was going to be, or what it was really going to be about. What ended up happening was I ended up leaning into this idea of how mental illness has been handled in our family in different generations, and how, and how. It would have been different if it had been handled differently by any of those previous generations. Like, I don't know how far back we can go, but Granny was an alcoholic. So different. What was she medicating with alcohol? Was she medicating depression? Probably. 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 Grandma drank too and had, I mean, I don't know how much of her wildness is true, but according to my mother, my mother described her like how I would describe my mother. And you know what? I honestly believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Because there's somewhere that your mom learned that behavior from. Mm-hmm. It would make so much sense to me, considering, gra like, grandma's sister killed yeah. herself. Like, come on. Yeah. It's, like, I'm very lucky that you were like, hey, this is the way it is. And you did talk to us about it, and you weren't, like, in the dark. But for my other cousins who just had no idea, yeah, they just didn't know. They were so unprepared. And Amy's talked to me about it before. How she's like, I feel so fucking like, like, like I got like, you know, I got like shit on. Yeah, like nobody Family. told me. Yeah, nobody, nobody warned me 
that it was going to be like this. And she's yeah. got problems. I'm not going to like talk about her issues, but we've right. all got issues. But her mom does too. And her mom, so my mom's sister, who's just like 18, is she even 18 months? She's like 16 months younger than my mom. So when I first started writing about mental health and the family did not like it because- no. Because, because we were we were talking about their shit. Yeah, there's their no dirty laundry. That's the thing about family secrets is that there's when you are in a family where there are secrets like that, there is no greater betrayal than speaking the truth. Because yeah, these are so guarded. These these things are so guarded, and and everybody was upset. Yeah. They didn't like it. They didn't like I was talking about my mom the way I was talking about my mom because it didn't paint her in a favorable light. They didn't, and I'm like, well, oh well. How <laughs> are you supposed to paint her right. in a favorable? Light. Yeah, exactly. There's no light to be painted in except to say that she was completely maniacal and that's okay because that is how she was. You know what? I Like I'm not right. – it's not even like, oh, I hate her. It's like that's just what happened. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. She's just yeah, sick. It's just a fact. Fucking Anything is brought to you by Ravishly.com, your source for feelings, family, and feminism. I ran into Pam. So I hadn't been talking to anyone in the family since your dad and I divorced. So this is like five years ago. Mm-hmm. That I am writing, or not even five. It's like four that I'm first starting to write. I really I wasn't writing about mental health at first. I was writing about parenting and birth, and and then I was like, hey, I'd like to branch out into my freelancing and talk a little bit more more about mental health stuff. And I, I so I see Pam in the parking lot of Target, which is hilarious because here I I don't see her as a, a family member, but I see her at Target, and she says to me, you know, I know that Grandma doesn't like what you're doing. Uh-huh. But I'm glad you're doing it because I could have been saved a lot of misery if someone had told me. Yeah. But then by that same token, you think she would have talked to her own kids. But honestly, I think if – I just think she didn't know. You know, because you can't blame somebody for not being educated on something that that it was – they – yes, like she could have told her kids, but I don't think she – she didn't know. She didn't have the knowledge. She didn't have, she didn't know the history. She didn't know. And so you can't educate somebody on what could have happened to them or what they could be going through when you don't yourself know what you were going through. Because if nobody tells you, hey, this is what depression is, or hey, this is what anxiety is, or hey, this is what XYZ mental illness is, you just, you're just like, oh, I'm fucking weird. Oh, I've got issues. But if nobody gives you a label, if nobody says this is bipolar disorder, this is depression, this is, you know, whatever, you just you have nothing else to you have nothing to tell anybody. You have nothing to teach anybody because you're not going to go up to your kid and just be like, hey, sometimes I'm really sad. Because I wouldn't. I want to be like, oh, sometimes I'm sad. You don't want to you don't want to do that to your kid. No. So on the Mama Mental podcast, when I did a Q&A a few weeks ago, someone had asked me how to deal with uh, family members that weren't understanding. And I used the example of my dad, which circles right back around to this. And, and when I told him, when I, when I said, look, I have this official diagnosis, like it's no surprise. He just said, he said to me, oh, well, when I was a kid, we just called that yeah. sad. Or we just called that, or we just called that a, you were a go-getter. Because even when I was in high school, I was just a go-getter. Yeah. I also think it's like, um, 
it's different now. It is more talked about now. There are more like actual diagnoses that you can have. It's not, you know, there are names for things. There are medications for things. There's, you know, everything's got, not everything, but a lot of things have labels now. And so now you can be like, hi, this is exactly my issue. Yes. It's not this, it's not whatever, but this exact thing is what I have an issue with. Yeah. And that's easier. But, you know, when your dad was a kid, you were like, well, sometimes I feel like this and sometimes I feel like this. And the doctor was like, go outside more. <laughs> like that was your that was your medicine was you right. should be out in the, sun, in the sun more. Well, that's a hard thing to describe or explain to that generation to try to impart the idea that knowing and having a diagnosis is helpful, even though I think sometimes people get too tied to their diagnoses. For me, like it's empowering to be able to say, I am bipolar, and that means I can experience this range of emotions. This is normal behavior within my personal range of emotion, from mania to depression. Same with Ella. So she gets diagnosed OCD, severe separation anxiety, and social anxiety. Okay, now we know. Okay, well, when she's crying an hour before we have to go somewhere, we can call that anticipatory anxiety. We know what that is. We can name it. We can treat it. We can, you have tools now. You have the tools. Yeah, we have coping mechanisms. We have, you know, or whatever thing is. But, like, nobody, nobody called my mom bipolar. No. I don't think I knew my mom was bipolar until I was in college. Yeah. I think I just thought she was an alcoholic. I'd have to think about it. But I think I just thought she was an alcoholic. It wasn't until I was taking a neurobiophysiology class that they talked about bipolar disorder. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. It's hard. And it's just, there's no, there's, for me, there's no point in keeping secrets from your family, from people that are going to be directly affected, possibly about mental health, about like uh, addiction about anything because I'm very much aware that I have relatives that are addicted to things whatever that thing may be there's a wide variety of them but I'm very much aware that I have like alcoholic relatives and so I specifically stay away from alcohol because I know because nobody because that wasn't hidden from me I know hey this could be in my future and so I'd stay away from it or like my dad smokes cigarettes and I know that that's an addiction and when I when I see him smoking cigarettes I know I don't want to be that I know I don't want to have lung cancer I know I don't want to have all the medical issues that come with it so I stay away from it and I have I have smoked a a few cigarettes before (gasps) because I wanted to see I know I know. I want. I just wanted to do it, and I was like, "Fuck the rules." And the last time I smoked a cigarette was five years ago. I was like eighteen. Oh, <laughs> I was like eighteen, right? I wasn't old. I was like eighteen, eighteen or nineteen. I wasn't like old smoking cigarettes. But the reason I know I have addictive tendencies is because I still I've smoked maybe five cigarettes. In my entire life, and I still know what they taste like, and I still remember how I felt, and I still remember everything about them. And I'll be at fucking Walgreens paying for Gatorade or whatever, and I'm just like, 
staring at the cigarettes behind the counter and I'm like, I don't want it and I don't need it and I know it's bad for me. But in my brain, I'm like, it sounds really good. And I did it five times, five years ago. That's me and alcohol. I avoided alcohol through high school. I never drank. I think I drank one time during high school. And then I drank as an adult and I got really, really drunk. I drank a lot of alcohol and I I didn't pass out and I didn't get sick. And I like it was scary. Mm -hmm. The tolerance was scary. I think we had had some people over your dad and I wasn't even 21 yet. I, I wasn't even, you weren't born. I hadn't had any kids. And they wrote on a bottle of tequila how much I drank. And when I looked at it the next day, I was like, oh my fucking You're God. You were like, what the shit? Yeah, I was really frightened because, you know, my mom, when I took her into the ER to get her admitted into psych, and they didn't wouldn't admit her because her blood alcohol level was 0.39. Yeah. No. Which is dead, which is 40%. Yeah. And the, the social worker was like, she should be dead right now. Yeah. Much less talking. She was sitting up. She's like, this, you know, this tells me a lot about her, how much she drinks and what her tolerance yeah. for booze is. I am scary. very um, aware of all the addictive tendencies in our family. And so the most I drink at a time will be like two drinks. And that's it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't care how I feel. I don't care if I want more. I don't care about anything. And I'm not trying to throw shade or anything here. But it's going to be kind of throwing shade. Uh, Alvaro's family drinks a lot. They drink a lot. And I don't. And I think around them, I've drunk maybe like three times. I've had something to drink. Right. And they, But they drink a ton, which whatever. That's their – that's the way they do it. Fine. Yeah. I'm not going to – I'm not going to get all in a ruffle. Is it a cultural thing? I think it is, yeah. Okay. I think it is a cultural thing uh, because my – my boyfriend is not white, yeah, or he is a – his family is from Nicaragua. They are Latinx. Yeah, he would not um, like it if you said Latinx. Uh, too late. I already did it. So <laughs> he hates what I do. Not like, it's not like he's going to fucking listen to this. <laughs> he doesn't support me. <laughs> I, honestly, the way I talk about him on this podcast makes him sound – fucking awful no he is a blessed blessed sweet he is a sweet sweet person he puts up with so much of everything i shouldn't say put up with because he like i'm a person he doesn't have to put up with me but there is a lot of shit that i put him through and he's still here so i think that in relationships people do put up with each other to a certain degree yeah. You know, because you have your negative qualities and they're always going to come out. No, I cried when I hugged him on Sunday. I was really upset. Oh, perhaps. I was sad. Yeah, he, he's yeah. good. He's a little, he's a little shit. But anyway, the drinking. So this is interesting because I saw your face on on Saturday and, and I was like, oh. I am not, I am not a fan of drinking at all. And me and Alvaro butt heads on a lot of things. He doesn't think alcohol is that big of a deal. Uh, he does not think his family is alcoholic. I have different opinions, but whatever. I'm not a doctor. So. Right. Uh, but he doesn't have any issue with alcohol. He doesn't have any issue with a lot of things, and I do. Yeah. And um, he – yeah, he got a beer on Saturday, 
And I was like, what are you doing, dude? Well, and here's the thing from my perspective. So I bought the beer because we were at pizza. But here's what happens. And it was early in the day. That's the other thing. It wasn't even noon yet. It was like 1130. It was 11.30 in the morning. But here's the thing. I try. I am always in a constant state of checking in with myself to not impose my own feelings about alcohol on other people because it's super fucking triggering for me when people start drinking and I start to get anxious and sick and nauseated and nervous. And so I have to consciously be like, don't think that way. Don't think that way. Just because they want a beer doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean they're an alcoholic. So when he came up or when he jokingly said, get me a Modelo and I was like, okay. And then he came up and I was like, no, I'll get you one. You know, so like in my attempt to like undo my own weird thought process about it, I got Mm -hmm. him one and I bought another one because he didn't want to drink alone, which Sean was bragging he was going to drink and then of course didn't. But like, I just... I think maybe here's a thought just off the top of my head that generational trauma mm-hmm. that exists in people that we know is true with because it's been proven in right with minorities and and, and people of color and yeah. Jew- Jewish people and all of that but I mean even even in traumatic childhoods and all of that stuff it, it makes me wonder if you don't have a sort of predisposition in your brain, like a genetic dislike, like a genetic base dislike of it. I I think I do. Honestly, I've never, I've never been a fan of alcohol. I've never been a fan of, and like I, for me, I'm just always nervous for him. Right. I just I don't want because I'm again I'm not trying to throw shade, but his family does drink a lot, and it does worry me, and it makes me panic. And I think it's mostly like my panic, and it's probably not as serious as I make it. But for me, I panic because I just think like, like, like if this was my family, this this can't happen. Like this can't, like I can't do this. This can't happen because like they won't stop, and it's going to be bad, and it's not going to work. And but they're fine, like right. they're functioning adults, like they're they've got it. But for me, and so I. I think I definitely push that on him. And then when he drinks, when we're out and he drinks, I I get physically, like, I get angry with him. I'm like, because I've, I'm like, you know how much I hate this. You know how much I hate it. Yep. You know how much I hate when, not even, like, you were going to have one beer. Okay, fine. If we're at dinner and you're going to have one beer, fine. Fine. But, like, every now and then he gets a little cray-cray. And I'm like, no. Like, no. I'm not a fan of, like, multiple drinks it's the, no i don't and i know that's mostly me and he's fine and he handles his alcohol very well but oh man and it's and i think it a lot of it comes from just our family and our family not talking about that shit because we didn't put that shit out there we weren't like hey these right. are our issues and yes we have alcoholics and yes we have mental illnesses and so it's just kind of like there it's like brimming at the top of my cup and I'm just like, Ooh. But that does bring up an interesting point of really, if we were examining and looking back at our family history, how far back we could take the alcoholism, where where it would stop and how if we had each known that that could happen, how we might have changed our behaviors. I think our family had would have had the potential to be completely different. Yeah. Because... It's not even, like, just, like, your mom or our grandma. Like, it's all the aunts and uncles. It's all, like, everybody. And that, okay, that's not fair. Not everybody. But a lot of a lot of them have 
Shit. Did you hear that joke Sean told on Saturday? The horse oh, with the long face. The, the horse? That was a <laughs> hilarious joke. Horse walks into the bar, Barton says, why the long face? Horse says, alcoholism is destroying my family. It's not funny, but it's true. It's it's only funny because alcoholism has destroyed our family. It, it truly has. And it's the only reason it's funny for us. It's just it's just because we're like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. Like, this is where we are. This is awful, but fuck, whatever, man. It is mood altering in a way that can be unpredictable. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that's really scary for me because my mom on a couple of drinks was fun to be around. But then the more, you know, her mood would shift and she had these stages. And I learned to recognize the stages and I learned at what stage I needed to get out of the room. And I think that's the problem with alcohol. Unlike something like uh, marijuana that's just going to probably make you tired or make you want to eat, alcohol can make you angry and, and violent and depressed it can make and, you anything yeah. alcohol can make you anything there's this i think yeah there's an episode i think it's of how i met your mother i think it is but they're talking about alcohol and they're talking it's one of them and they're like trying to get them to do something like say like agree to go to a party or whatever and it is how i met your mother and it's it's robin and lily and they're talking about which of the guys what kind of alcohol makes them do what and how many drinks of what makes them do this and i'm it's like unfortunately uh society it's true but like also society and media and tv really like doesn't prevent that kind of they just they it's it glamorizes that it makes it sound fun it's like oh if they drink tequila then they get like then they take off their shirt and like it's funny it's but it's not like that's actually true about tequila okay calm down jones it's true it makes people it made my mom do that too it made my mom take her clothes off but like it's just it it's gonna it's gotta it's a cycle that's gotta like break because it's not even just like solely our family secrets, but it's just um, like the culture that we have around it. That it's fun and it makes you do crazy things and it does all this. And like, fuck, man, like forever marijuana was illegal. And all marijuana ever makes you want to do is eat a lot and sleep. I know. It's just so backwards. To me. And forever it was so fucking illegal. But alcohol we should do a whole episode on alcohol and and pot alcohol versus pot drunk driving kills people like every day like every single day people it it's still people just cannot let it go though pot for life we're from california you guys you had to know that was coming you had to know i don't get it man i don't get it like this is this this is the same argument though with um with guns that i have because for me, drinking and guns, like alcohol and guns, are never going to be more important than a fucking person. Literally. Right? Because if we cut back alcohol, not as many people would die from drunk driving accidents. And if we cut back, like if we had gun control, not as many people would drive from die from mass shootings. Like, it's, just, it's like real simple math. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. And... But we're, it's, and I said this to you after one of, um, I think it was the mass shooting that happened in Vegas at the concert. Was it that one? I don't know, but it's, there's been unfortunately so many. Um, but I said to you, 
an inanimate object will never mean more than another person's life. Because it it never will. A, a gun, alcohol, a drug, anything. Nothing is going to top a person going home to their family. Nothing. This this went on a dark path. Yeah, but you know, my mom almost almost. It's so ironic that a drunk driver almost killed her. Right. And then she drank, you know, and drove. It's just, it's like what? Like I can't. It's backwards, but when you're sick, it's not. You know, you don't. You're just yep. sick. Woo wee, man! Hi, Chihuahua. Heavy. That was a that was a heavy one. That was heavy. That was like, let's talk about family shit, but then whoops, let's actually talk about. But alcohol is our family shit. Alcohol, yeah. It it's I can't express to our listeners enough how much alcohol has affected our family. It just it's it, it's insane. It's insane. No, it really is. It's destructive and it's that's why I, I talked about before the whole like mommy wine culture thing and how oh, yeah. and people are like, I mean, you're so sensitive. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so sensitive because my mom was an alcoholic. But besides that, what kind of message do you want to send your kids? Do you want your kids to think at the end of the day you need to escape them by becoming drunk? That sounds right. like a great idea. Also, just fucking go take a bath. Right. <laughs> Calgon, hello. Go put in like go put in like earbuds and listen to a podcast listen to our podcast yeah where we trigger you by talking about alcohol (laughs) Alcohol. (laughs) Alrighty. so you know what y'all thank you so much for listening to us even though half the time we don't stick to what we're gonna originally talk about i know it's true we fucking appreciate you though one person that listens to us claire it's claire fucking let's shout out claire real quick so sweet and so genuine and we just love you thank you so much for for like tweeting that at me that really i don't know it just i've been so nervous about this whole thing that that just kind of like i was like okay like as long as one person likes it that's good enough for me everybody else in the world can hate it but as long as one person says to me hey yeah i've gotten a lot of positive feedback and i i think that most of the people really do like it because um it's just real it's just us talking like we do it's real and we're prepared to talk about the hard shit and the fun shit and all the shit in between so yeah i'm here for a good time not a long time the hard shit fun shit and all the shit in between if you i we are here for a fucking good time not a long time especially if this podcast goes under so if you all have any questions, comments, concerns, issues with some shit we said, you want to correct us. Did we say something wrong? Did we use the wrong date? Did we say a wrong number? Let us know. You can find us at Instagram at literally fucking anything. You can find us at Twitter at LFA podcast. Where else can they find us, Jones? They can find us on the interwebs at literally F-I-N-G anything.com. Also literally fucking anything.com. And uh, you can email us at that same L literally F-I-N-G anything dot or uh, bloop, bloop, at gmail.com. I'm yep. going to get that right someday. It's going to be fine. It'll happen. And eventually we'll get this thing off right too. But Okay. Let's I go mean, ahead let's, and try let's it Let's go with – let's shoot our shot. Okay. Go. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to Literally Literally Fucking Fucking It.
anything. That was better. That was better. We're getting better. That was, that was better than last time. <laughs>